Welcome to another exciting edition of Bulls Bros. I'm Bulls Bro Alex, uh, joined by Bulls Bro Max and uh, our buddy David. Um, we're across the country, and uh, it's uh, the first time we've got, had a guest on, so hello to Max and David. Hello, hello. Hello to our special guest. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I can't believe I've, I haven't been on here before, honestly. We did try to get something going before, but didn't happen. Schedules couldn't align. Uh, we're happy to have you, but but to this playoff series, that's for sure. Yeah, it's been an exciting uh, time. Last time Max and I had a little podcast, we didn't uh, know who the Bulls uh, playoff opponent was going to be, but we knew it was going to be um, one of the the best four teams in the conference, right? And so we got probably the worst matchup we could have possibly imagined, the Milwaukee Bucks, the reigning champs from 2021, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, finalist for MVP this year, and probably the best player in the NBA. Uh, and so it looked like a nightmare matchup. Uh, we finished the season, you know, terribly. Uh, we just looked listless. We were getting blown out by almost everybody. Um, but we... Narrowly avoided the play-in tournament. Uh, finished with the six seed. The Bucks are the three seed. Our ultimate record was uh, forty-six and thirty-six. And yeah, so I thought we were gonna get swept, or maybe get like a gentleman sweep and, and win Game Four at home or something. But but that is not what has happened. Uh, we are in the thick of a hotly contested uh, little bout. Um, we lost the first game, but we looked really good on defense in the first game. It looked like the sort of pre-Caruso and Lonzo injury defense of, you know, December and January for the Bulls in, in both games. But in the first game, I was surprised by that. I didn't think we, we just uh, had the energy to do that. Um, we did lose 93-86, to 86, but, you know, we held the Bucks, uh 22 points below their average for the season. They usually score 115 points a night. Um, and, uh, you know, only Giannis really went off. Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez went off in that game one Bucks victory. Um their two, their second and third best players, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, um, had terrible shooting nights and really didn't make much of an impact in that first game. Nikola Vucevic looked amazing. The Bulls uh, forced 21 turnovers from the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks only shot 40% from the field. Now the, the Bulls shot like 32% from the field, so we weren't so amazing on offense. Our, our big three shot 21 from, for 71 from the field. Uh, so, you know, if our offense hadn't gotten right, it still could have been a short series. But in the next game... Uh, which is uh, was Wednesday. The Bulls won. We had an amazing shooting night from the field, uh, like 49% plus. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was on fire. He was like, uh, I want to say 16 of 25. It could be 16 of 26. Let's 16 see 16 of 31. He was 16 of 31 with 16, nine free throws okay. for 41 points. That's still pretty good, though. 16 of 31, nine free throws, 41 points. Amazing. 44 minutes. Uh, Nikola Vucevic had an awesome game, 10 of 18 from the field. Uh, yeah, he's like, what, 24 and 11 or something? That's yeah. 24 and 13, and two assists yeah. and a steal. DeRozan had two blocks, too. I don't know if you remember that, but he, yeah. he played, like, engaged defense. Seven rebounds, four assists, a steal. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Zach Levine had an efficient night. Um, he wasn't – he was deferential to DeMar on offense, but he had some crucial yeah, threes. But, yeah, but I mean, I have a lot to say, so you keep it. Keep you can keep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, let's let's. Yeah, I'm gonna finish my spiel. I, um, Alex Caruso was uh, a demon on defense. He looked like pre wrist injury Alex Caruso. You know that was Grayson Allen that injured him, by the way, on the Bucks. Uh, Grayson Allen lost his starting spot to Wesley Matthews. That's how bad Grayson Allen has been lately. 
and Wesley Matthews, you know, is like an old, old Wesley Matthews. He's not um, Portland Wesley Matthews or even Dallas Wesley Matthews anymore. Anyway, Caruso looked amazing on defense. They put him on Giannis a couple of times. Uh, just he was everywhere. Um, just, just awesome, awesome defense from him and from Patrick Williams, who's been starting in the series. Uh, and he was mostly relegated to the bench when he came back from his injury um, at the end of the season. Didn't look that great outside of the last week of the season or so when he sort of stepped it up on offense. He hasn't been amazing offensively. He's been good when he's had some run. Um, he made some some great little jumpers in this game and, and uh, was active inside. Played pretty good defense. Uh, you know, did what he could against Giannis. Just a big body out there. And um, I think he had like 10 points and 9 rebounds in this game, the last game. Um, he only took like three shots in the first game. But the second game, he was pretty engaged in offense too. And uh, yeah, I don't know what, what's going on. It's amazing. And uh, the Bulls are... Oh, I should mention... The Bucks have uh, a big injury. Chris Middleton has a, an MCL sprain he suffered near the end of this game and is going to be out for the series. So that means now that the Bulls are missing Lonzo Ball still for the series, for the season, and uh, he's not coming back. And uh, he's our third best player or so, I would say. Sorry, Vucevic. And then um, Middleton, I would say, is the Bucks' third best player. So that kind of levels the playing field. Plus they're missing their backup uh, point guard, George Hill, who always gets hurt. And uh, uh, they're... Backup power forward slash center, Bobby Portis, former Bull, um, got a right eye um, injury from Tristan Thompson, uh, right eye abrasion, they're calling it, and uh, he was bleeding on the court. He left the game near the end of the first quarter and didn't come back. Well, he came back to the sideline, but he didn't play again. And so he might be gone for a couple of days. And so all of a sudden, it's a real series, and we're heading back home 1-1. I, I assume the Bulls are going to take one of these United Center games. You know the United Center is going to be crazy, and... Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened to Middleton, but I'm very excited. Uh, I really think the Bulls could win. I don't think they're going to, but I think they could. And uh, I didn't think that when the series started. So that's what I have to say to start. Either one of you guys, jump on in. Well, I think, I mean, first off, one of the big things that we noticed was, is the Bulls' defense in the half court, I think, has been quite good overall. There are times when Giannis just bullies his way through and there's nothing we can do. And we I don't know why we keep switching the pick and roll with Giannis because it's pointless. He's just going to posterize whatever small guy you switch him onto. So um, I, I really think that we should. I mean, even Caruso, when he's on him, he tries to take a charge. I mean, he does his best, but you got to make him got to keep him in front of you and make him take jumpers. And especially if he's driving the ball. You got to make kind of a you know you can't do the shell thing where you're retreating and on your on backpedaling you have to stay up front and and keep the pressure on the ball make him pass it up or make him take a jump shot which he misses. I do I mean we fouled him a lot. However, that did actually help a little bit because he taught like fifty percent from the line somewhere along those lines. So yeah, he did. I I I mean he's still dominating. He's still doing really well, but. If they're not making all their threes, like Pat Connaughton was struggling, they only have so much depth. And Bobby Portis was a problem for us. One of the beautiful things now is that if they basically are playing, Serge Ibaka is a non-factor and he's a decrepit old man at this point. If they're only playing um, Brooke Lopez and Giannis, if we attack the basket, we're going to get fouls. And if Giannis gets in foul trouble or Brooke gets in foul trouble, it becomes a huge problem for them because they don't have the depth. Um, yeah. That changes the way they play defense because both those guys are hardcore, are intense rim protectors. One of the things I like 
I mean, Vooch was playing inspired yet the other day. Both um, games, he was pretty aggressive on, on both sides. Yeah, I. But yesterday he was making more of the jumpers. Yeah, he um, was, the shooting was not good. Nine of twenty-seven. Three, in the first he game. had some really clutch shots, and I yeah. I really liked. And he was game, moving yeah. the ball. His defense was okay. I mean, look, he's gonna have a tough time against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I, it's just a reality. He did better than these two games, and he did the entire regular season against this team. So you have to give him some credit. I will say one of the things I've been saying about Booch is he has been here before. You know, you can say what you want, but he's been in the playoffs. He beat the Bucks in the playoffs for a game, and he was the best player on the floor that game in the bubble. So he's actually a good matchup against them. The problem is they also have a good matchup against him. But a lot of times we play, and he doesn't have a good matchup either way, whereas this way I think offensively he's a good matchup, and his rebounding is so important for us. Um, Patrick Williams came up big uh, last night, so yeah. I really liked what I saw from Patrick. You know, he still has areas to improve. Uh, his defensive Giannis is, is, is far from perfect. But guess what? No one's is. Um, you know, so, but he, he he gave it a good shot. He played solid minutes on him. I think he has areas to improve. But he played, he had some really good plays yesterday that I that I liked. And when he's aggressive, we are so much better. Yeah, I love that bucket where he got inside and he sort of spun around and had a little scoop. Oh, it's awesome. Next to, yeah, that was great. And he's very athletic. So in, we one of the things I noticed that the broadcast called a lot was when we get out in transition against this team, Brooke Lopez is slow to get back on transition. And we have some guys who can push the pace, including Caruso, who's great at passing ahead. Zach's athletic. Patrick can run. Javante. So you have some Derek Jones Jr., guys that can run. And Brooke is slow. So that gives us a chance to push the pace and get some easy buckets because this team in the half court defensively is very, very good, the Bucks. So yeah. you have to get some transition points. But, look, we got Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan's playing out of his mind. We've got some guys that could score on this team, and they just lost their second-best perimeter defender. So, And their their best perimeter off, offensive player. So when we pressured Drew Holiday, he turned the ball over some. And he what and so you know we now have Caruso doesn't have to play Middleton he can play Drew Holiday. Right. That's a huge difference. It's it's great for us, yeah. And then I was gonna say too, Giannis um, uh, he had five fouls in the first game. So did Zach, but it really it really took him out of it a little bit. I mean they you know they scraped and they they did win the Bucks in the first game, but but that was sort of like it was a blueprint that was clearly established. Like get him into foul trouble, get him out of rhythm, make him take weird jumpers and hope they miss. You know. And uh, I mean, it really paid off. I didn't, I, I didn't think they were gonna shoot as badly as they did the Bucks in the second game, um, but they made like, well, actually, okay, they made forty six percent of their shots in the second they, game. They, they shot okay. And I guess they, they shot we, okay. we forced turnovers. That's the difference. We rebounded better and we forced turnovers. Yeah. They, they shoot at a decent percentage. We're not gonna be able to stop them from shooting a decent percentage. They attack the basket all the time, True. and then they get some open threes. But we can, we can contest. And we can make them earn it from the line, and we can turn the ball over on them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Just... Let me uh, piggyback on what Max said about Vucevic. I th- I really liked how he's played uh, these first two games, but we can count on Vuce of uh, for not showing up. I think at least two games in this series. I-, I told Alex at the beginning of the year, you know, I think it will come down to Vucevic. Uh, you know our playoff with for our playoff lives. He's the he's that X factor, and he's a um, 
an X factor that you don't know what you're going to get from him. I guess that's the definition of an X factor, I guess. But um, I've really liked how Vooch has played. I can't have any complaints of what I've seen so far. I think Levine has to show up more. You know what you're going to get from DeRozan. He's willed us to victories in many games this this season, and, and he's and he did the same yesterday. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like encapsulates the season. Uh, other than of course Vucevic playing well, consistently. <laughs> uh, and 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 again, if Vucevic, even if we lose the series, but if I see him play consistently uh, and show up, uh, I I'll have no complaints. I'll shut up about him, even if we lose the series. But I guarantee we'll be screaming at him through our TVs. Uh, close to the end of the season whenever it ends probably i Um, i think you know listen i don't know that i would disagree with that take because i i could easily see him disappointing us um in at least one game this series having said that we need to win four of them can he play three more good games out of the next however many games we can make it i think he can so yeah. I do. I mean, I, we're gonna we're not gonna sweep you know the rest of these games. So I I do think there's gonna be at least one game where he is not playing well, and we're going to lose that game. But can we win the other ones? It's a good. I, that's what I don't know. The other thing I would say, David, is we have the the piece that we didn't have a lot of this year. Demar, the, they the first game they decided we're gonna trap him. We're gonna double him a lot. We're gonna give him a lot of extra attention. And so he had to pass the ball, made it difficult for him to get jumpers. He wasn't getting as many fouls. And a lot of our other guys did not make shots. Last night, they decided, oh, well, we'll just single cover him because he went six for 25. I don't know if they've been watching this year, but, like, you can't do that. He's maybe the second best isolation player in basketball. So I don't know where this strategy came from, Budenholzer, but it was a really bad idea. And, uh... Basically, that was that them doing that, and then still single covering Zach. Like Zach's still gonna score if you don't if you don't double him. So, I I really like the fact that you know I don't know if they're gonna trap him and, play, and double him this coming game. But if they do, a lot of these other guys need to make jumpers. You know, you're gonna need Patrick Williams to be aggressive and cut to the basket. You know, you need to get the ball to Caruso for him to facilitate. Uh, and Zach's gonna have to if. If DeMar gets doubled, Zach has to take over and has to really score, to your point, because um, it's going to be tougher on DeMar. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess we'll I see. Think we can ex- yeah. We can expect Zach to show up. Uh, I again, think so. I think it's, it's a reflection of the season. I, I, I will, I'm expecting Vucevic to not play well. I'm expecting Levine to play well when DeMar is down and he's doubled. Uh, and I really like Patrick Williams' uh, impact on the court. I really do. I'm very super impressed by Patrick he was, Williams. You have to admit, like, don't you think that if he had been healthy this year, he would be at a better place now, like developmentally, so he would be more comfortably integrated and aggressive? I just feel like when we've seen him aggressive towards the end of the year as he's gotten healthy, whenever he's aggressive, the team is awesome, and he's really – and I mean, at least offensively. Um, and I think he's, he had a big impact. His rebounding is key. Um, that's one of the things is Javante, you know, he hustles, he plays hard, um, Derek Jones Jr. But you see in this series when they're on the floor, 
they're too small. I mean, they're both smaller than Chris Middleton is. You know, they're basically the size of their point guard, Drew Holiday. Right. That, that just doesn't that just doesn't work. They can't stop Giannis at all. They can't rebound, and 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 it makes it so hard for them to score because the Bucks don't give up easy shots. Patrick Williams is athletic. He's he's long, and he's got ball handling skills and can pass and shoot. So. Uh, he's he's gonna be huge uh, if he can keep progressing. That's that's yeah. what's that's the key. Uh, I think it was Draymond Green who said, or was it Durant, who a couple years ago said to uh, about Giannis, "I wish I was that tall and that big, where I just have to like dunk it all the time." That was Harden, wasn't it? Because Harden, he I think it was like an MVP race thing, and, and, yeah. and Harden like yeah. wanted to justify why he deserved it over Giannis. Like, I think he was trying to say like Giannis was easier, or it was easier for Giannis to get um, buckets than Harden, right? Because right? yeah. he's freakishly athletic and super tall. Makes sense. Yeah, and and I I saw him yesterday, and, and that I I remember about that statement because he did look awkward many times forcing getting into the paint and trying to dunk it or trying to lay it up because he's so much bigger than the other people and he can just glide through them through them not over them many times and i mean you saw caruso take a few pick uh take a few charges uh, along with others and giannis i saw him you know crouched uh, bent over with you know his hands on his knees because he's getting tired like even by the third quarter because he's he's taking it upon himself to get close to the basket since he's just so overpowering against our defenders. Even Patrick Williams like falls victim to this. And I've, I've I've seen Caruso like also fall victim to it. just like get run over, you know. Yeah. And and the refs won't call that. No. And I hope I hope the refs will call that more because he is running over defenders in the paint. Uh, but he's getting tired and he's getting fouled and it's beating it, it's beating him up it's it's uh, wearing him out uh, I, so I agree that's a good sign if during the regular season there was a lot of pushback on this because during the regular season uh, bud c- tries to keep his minutes around 30 minutes a game or at least he used to um, 30 32 minutes a game and in the playoffs he has to play more now without Portis now if we could at- attack the basket, Particularly Zach, when he attacked the basket, the Bucks really couldn't stop him. He's too quick and too athletic. So if we put the pressure on him, force him to foul us, make him work on defense, then that really makes it even harder for him to have enough energy and endurance to, to play defense and offense as much as he has to do for the entire game. So without Middleton, force him to do more, he'll, he'll wear down, I think. Yeah, and he's having to guard Vucevic. That was a clever uh, coaching choice that Budenholzer did make. Was he switched Giannis onto Vucevic for like most of the second half? Yeah, and then he had Brook on. But then he had Brook on Patrick. And exactly. Patrick stand in the corner. But then a couple times Patrick's like, "Wait, let me run to the basket." Yeah, let's wide go open. By him. Like, yeah. So anytime Brook is on Patrick Williams, I want to see Patrick Williams go to the basket. Yeah, he's got to um, exploit that. He's got to run. He run right around him. Yeah, he's twenty. Lopez is like our age. Maya Davids, he's like, I don't know. Yeah. 30, well, he's also 34. seven feet tall. Yeah. So Wait, like, so if Giannis is on Vucevic, is that going to wear him down less or more? I think more. Yeah, because he's got to work harder. And he has to go to the three-point line because like, Vucevic is a three-point shooter. Vucevic can score on him in the post. Yeah. He can't. We saw him do it, you know. Vucevic is a very I think, good No, I think the post is like 
Giannis is used to that. I think he would like that. I think drawing him away, I mean, drawing runs, to the perimeter is good. If he runs to the perimeter, that is bad for him, and that will wear him down too. I I do agree, but if he gets switched onto guards, like him trying to guard Levine, for example, will will wear him out. That's like the the ideal for us in terms yeah, of yeah. Like, he can't he can't stay of him because he can take it to the basket. He can shoot outside. He can cut when he's off the ball. Uh. So guarding Levine, I think, will we really wear him. But whatever it takes, like Max said, to wear him out on defense, because he's certainly given it all on offense. Well, I mean, what they were person now. What, now they that will, out. Yeah. what they were doing was they were having the holiday guard Levine, the first the first game in particular, and then yeah. uh, some a lot of the second game. The second game they started doing Drew uh, Holiday on DeRozan more towards the end because Middleton was out. I but the thing is, if Holiday is not guarding Zach. Zach can get by any of those other perimeter players. Uh, they're not quick enough and athletic enough to, to stay with him. I mean, Grayson Allen, no. <laughs> not yeah, not strong bad. enough, not fast enough. Uh, Pat Connaughton, no. Um, and, uh, you know, whoever's going to replace. Oh, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews doesn't have the quickness no, to, uh, yeah. to deal with him. So that's the, without Middleton, you, you can only have Holiday on one of those guys. So, yeah, I, I, to your point, if they bring Giannis out, then if they're in that small ball lineup where they don't have Portis because he's gone, they don't have Lopez out there, and then the small ball, all you have to do is move the ball around, and wherever you, and then if you, Giannis is on the perimeter, attack the basket with somebody else. They did that some. And when they had uh, Giannis switch on to DeRozan, DeRozan cooked him. He went like 8 of 9. Uh, with Giannis guarding him, apparently, and then also yeah. we we killed the Bucks in all the non Giannis every, minutes. Rosen cooked everybody one on one. Good point. They, yeah. It, yeah. If you want to stop him, you have to double it. And yeah. if they're not going to do that, he's going to drop thirty plus, basically. So okay, so a couple things I want to touch on is, uh, well, the big thing is um, depth. Like we lucked out a little bit because the. Um, Bucks bench was really bad because Portis um, was sort of their main bench guy. Um, he's, their, he's their best, most important bench guy in this matchup anyway, and he missed most of the game. In the first game, he had 10 points and 12 rebounds and was just just tough, just a tough cover, but uh, he's very athletic. But uh, in this uh, game, you know, he was out after the first quarter, and then no one on the bench made more than three points. Uh, in that game uh, for for the Bucks, uh, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton both had three points, and Portis had two. And then for us, it was uh, also not that great. But we had uh, Javante as our highest scorer off the bench, five points, and uh, I'm sorry, five rebounds and two points. Um, yeah, so uh, our high scorer off the bench. My bad, Kobe White. Anyway, um, Kobe White had a pretty good first game. Uh, I think he went like five of. 10 from the floor, he had 12 points or something. Um, he, he had trouble scoring in the fourth quarter when it mattered, but in the first three quarters, he was actually getting to cooking a little bit. And um, uh, I would assume it was kind of been a non-factor in the whole series. Now, he was starting over Williams. They had, like, Iowa at the one and kind of Caruso at the four, basically. Well, DeMar at the four on offense and then Caruso at the four on defense uh, in the, at the end of the regular season. But the switch with Williams uh, has been great for the starters and stuff. It's, unfortunately, Iowa is, like, not finding a rhythm. 
at all as a scorer or defender. He barely played in the last couple of games. Played less well, than 10 he minutes. hasn't been playing. Has he, how's he going to find a rhythm if he's not playing? That's the thing. It's like uh, we've kind of been giving the, the Lions um, share of the minutes to Kobe and Javante in terms of bench guys. And I don't know. I think you're right, Max, that, I mean, I like Javante, and he can switch, and he's athletic and long, but he's 6'4". Like, I just, as a power forward, he's not what you want. Um, yeah, well, okay, this is a, a all right. I'm just the, saying, like, do we have to do really Tristan bad, Thompson? That is a, that's a false equivalency. Um, one of those guys, when, when you're dealing with a guy like Giannis, a guy like Middleton, you need switchy, athletic guys who can defend those types of sizes of players. Um, the problem when you have Io, Io's really a point guard or an off guard. We're playing Levine, DeRozan, Vuce, and uh, and Caruso a ton of minutes because they're our best players. So those minutes that they would not normally be playing, Io would be playing. Kobe White is getting the remainder of those types of minutes because he can score. And we desperately need him to make some perimeter shots, which he did the first game, which is one of the reasons we were close at all. So True. I do think he's a instant offense opportunity off the bench. And even if he's not scoring, they have to pay attention to him because at any point he can make a catch and shoot three. So they have to honor him, which stretches the floor, making there more room for guys like DeMar and Zach to attack the basket. When Io's out there, you, you can kind of, it's easier to double DeMar or Zach and collapse. Whereas if they're out there and Kobe White's wide open for a three, you leave him open. He's going to make them over 40% of the time. So so it he he's definitely it's the right decision. I hate it because I like Io so much. Yeah. But this just isn't really the right series for him. Um. I get it. I I mean in the regular I mean, season he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah. yeah. He shot Nobody, you know almost thirty eight percent from three on two point four attempts in the regular season. But of course it's against inferior competition and he's not thought of as a shooter in the same way as Kobe. He also takes a long time to shoot. If you look at his delivery, it's very slow and deliberate. Yeah. Which and it's usually off the dribble. It's not catch and shoot. When you're playing against the Bucks, that's going to be a problem. So that's fair. I don't know. He could play some, but I I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of playing him. I wouldn't necessarily say you can't play him more, but I it's hard for me to criticize them for playing. So I I think that like the big bench guys, I think. The instinct is right to, to give Kobe a lot of run. I think that's right for Donovan. And then I liked Jones in the first game, although they, they tried to do a, a matchup with, like, Jones at the four at one point, and that doesn't really fit. Jones is kind of – he is our backup five if he's anything. So it's weird, but, but – um, That Thompson's our five. But Thompson, Thompson's kind of been more important. He's actually really stepped up this series and, and looked okay. And, like, you know, he, he was shaky with us when he first came to the Bulls. But, but in this series, he's been sort of an, an enforcer type of guy. Uh, he beat up Bobby Portis. He, he gets he rebounds. rebounds. He's big. He can box people out. Like, I think he's more important to the Bulls right now. It's crazy, but he, you know, um, oh, we're running out of time. Perfect, actually. That's good. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, we gotta get a little more run to Thompson probably and reduce the Jones minutes a little bit, and uh, hopefully Kobe can get hot uh, uh, again, scoring or Javante. Javante's an okay three point shooter as well, and uh, he's athletic, so. I don't want to lose Javante minutes. Javante played like 14 minutes in the last no, game. No, I, I want them to cut to the basket. When, if they are going to double somebody, cut to the basket. Yeah, he can score and inside. He's fast. Yes, I mean, they played great offensive basketball. They were moving the ball. They had all kinds of assists. They were passing the ball nonstop. Yeah. Uh, that's what we have to do. The, the, we're playing the Bucks. The Bucks are a better team. So you, you, you have to play better, you know? 
So we have to execute better on our end than they do in order for us to win. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just I want a little more scoring from those guys. We're, we need everybody. Everyone has to step up for this series. If we want to, like, pull out a crazy victory against the reigning champs, like, which we could totally do, which is crazy yeah. to say. <laughs> well, we, we beat the, we split on the road, and they're missing their second-best player, arguably. Yeah. Maybe the third-best. But And we're missing, um, you know, our third-best player. Yeah, but we already knew that coming in. We didn't know they'd be missing Middleton. We have a chance. Yeah, we have David, to capitalize. We have a chance. David, do you think we have a chance? I think we definitely have a chance. I think I don't feel sorry for anyone being injured. We've been injured all year. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've been injured all year, and you know, finally some luck goes our way. Uh, I feel like um, even though this is this group's first playoffs, they've been we've been playing the same way as during the season. Like I can't really tell that much of a difference between the intensity to be honest, uh, at least for this series, the Bulls versus the Bucks. So it, it does feel a little bit like a – it's a, maybe a little more intense, maybe when we get to game five and game six. Um, it'll feel different. I, I don't uh, know, man. Oh, go on, sorry. They look different to me. Yeah, the defense looks so much better than it has the last they're two months. They're moving around more, and they're more the physical. The defense certainly does. Yeah, the defense certainly – and that's all effort. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's their effort is better. Caruso and, looks uh, so much better too. Yeah, I mean he had a week off. You know, I think it really helped his back. Yeah, but we outplayed them. Honestly, like maybe Both games. seven out of six or seven quarters. Yeah, yeah. Out, of, out of these eight quarters. Yeah, know? they killed yeah. us in the first quarter of the first game, and that's. I think you're right. I think it's about it. So and, it's like yeah, I, I don't see. Um, we certainly have a chance. Now that Middleton's gone, and the defense certainly has been better and and it's more intense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I do. I also want to point out for the Bucks. Look, when you have great players and you pay them a ton of money, Giannis is on supermax, uh, Middleton's on a max. I think Holiday's probably on a max, right? He's basically on a max. Close to it, at least. And they gave Close up a lot max. of draft equity to get Holiday. With, and they gave up a lot of draft. When you have three players like that. Right, it's the disease of more. Well, I don't remember what Phil Jackson called it. But when you're investing that much in three guys, you're not going to have a lot of depth, right? You invested so much to get those guys and pay them. So, I, and they've been winning so long, like they just don't have a ton of depth. <laughs> they missed on a couple extra players around the fringes, and guys like George Hill are old. So to be honest, like we talk about luck, but part of this is predicated on the fact that they don't have a ton of depth because they invested so much in three guys and they're getting older. So, I, you know, whereas, and I, I mean, we, I, I feel like in certain areas, we don't have a lot of depth. You know, we don't have a Bobby Portis coming off the bench. No. You know, um, we have Tristan Thompson. What's left of Tristan Thompson? Yeah, who's very still helpful Tristan for us. Thompson. He's been helpful. But so when they do things, that, so that's just reality. We need our guys to step up and help out the big three to, because the big three can't play like they did. Their reality is somewhere between the two games. They're not yeah. as bad as the first game. I don't think they're going to be as good as the second game every game. They're somewhere in the middle, so the slack has to be picked up by a couple of these other guys every game. Give us a chance. Yeah. And we got to score over 110 points every game. Otherwise, we're not going to beat this team. This, this team averages, you know, 115 or whatever. So we got to be right around their average and play better than average defense against them. 
Yeah, in our in this game, yeah, we were right there, one hundred fourteen to one hundred ten is what the final score was. That's it. It's gonna be has to be right around there every game, I think. Yeah. Basically. I mean, we barely. I mean, like you know, it was we had a big advantage at one point, double digits, but yeah, they, they but cut they into Giannis, it at the end. Yeah, yeah Giannis they have Giannis. Stuff. So, you know. so, so we have to kind of do something like that, where it's like we build up a big lead, and then in the minutes without Vucevic, uh, we don't lose too much ground against Giannis. Yeah, and they were killing us when Vucevic was off the floor. Seriously, yeah. Vucevic exactly. played most of that last quarter. And, and Caruso. Really, it's like it's, the biggest one was Vucevic and Caruso, I noticed. When they, when they were not on the floor, we were in big trouble. Right. Because uh, as long as you have one of DeMar or Zach, you know, like, we're okay. We always had one of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but our but without Caruso our defense was not very good not good enough yeah. and then without Vooch the they could load up on whichever perimeter guy was out there so yeah it would be nice if Io could like do some of the defensive stuff he was doing earlier in the year but he just hasn't looked right I mean he's hit a wall he just seems exhausted you know I don't know I th- he's not really playing that much what do you mean I I it's this is a tough series for him these guys are big. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be playing that that many minutes. I feel. Yeah. Rookies should, rookies should never play, and I think Donovan knows that. And he and maybe that's what that's what he's doing. We need someone to step it up. I mean, when Caruso is out, you know. I mean, Kobe White needs to score more points. So, so, so how's our distribution lot, of points? Is it really that bad right now? It's, so it's, it's because Levine's is not playing well right now. Right? He played or, pretty well this last game. Yeah. He did. He, it was a quiet 20, but it was an efficient 20. Three or four from uh, three-point land, and then yeah. seven or 13 overall from the field, you know. That's efficient. He was his complimentary self. No, I meant, like, how many different people scored points for us? Like Not that uh, our Because you, you guys are saying, like, someone else has to step up, right? That's... We, someone else needs to hit double figures other than Patrick Williams. Yeah, we basically... Like one of the bench guys. Our big three plus Williams... Um, scored in double figures uh caruso did caruso was nine and ten uh nine points tennis yeah basically our starting unit was very good but our bench so kobe white javante derjo jr tristan one of those guys needs to score a little more um you know probably a couple of them need to get a little more easy some easy shots right yeah force a couple more turnover just the hustle stuff on the fringes and kobe needs to make a couple more threes like we just are attack the basket. We, it's just it's just that extra stuff that helps you win playoff games, basically. Yeah, yeah. When you the bench, bench always plays, the benches always play uh, better at home. That's true. We do. That's exactly right. Like, yes. Historically, which I will point out. I don't know if you guys really think about this, but who's really been? This is so true about basketball. Who's really been consistent? Like the leaders of the team, like the core guys. It's the veterans who have been there before. You know, Damar, Caruso, Vooch. These guys have all been there before. They have playoff experience. Mark Eversley and AK brought those guys in for a reason. You know, there was a lot of pushback in media. Oh, these guys, you know, you're paying them, blah, 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 blah. Um, and you need to have guys that have been there before and that have done it in order to win. And if you looked at, I mean, the first game, I mean, a lot of these young guys were kind of starstruck, right? They were they were not like Zach. He, he didn't seem like quite himself. Uh you know, in moments, but I feel like now he's more comfortable, you know, playing off of the veterans and then it'll allow him as he gets more confident, especially at home. Hey, I'm Zach Levine. I'm in Chicago. Take over. You know, I think, I think that really helps that winning that second game was huge for the confidence I felt. And Vooch and DeRozan and Caruso were the reason why. Yeah. They were the stars. The veterans. 
Yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, Caruso was plus 16 and plus minus, and Vooch was plus 13. Those are the highest plus minus marks on the team, and it makes sense. How about that, David? Vooch plus 13. Yeah, amazing. No, like I said, no complaints. No great. Complaint. And, and, you know, I, I hope it, it might not get down to that. Like, we might get blown out. It's weird. Like, I can't uh, – it could be – I don't know. <laughs> but I could see a tight game, game six – and he will he will not be seen, and that's like the taste in your mouth. I feel like we're gonna be left with, and which will, has been the same for the whole season. But he's he's been played he's been playing excellent. Uh, I, and think, I hope I'm wrong. I and think I, I'm wrong. I think this is a good series for him because Brooke Lopez plays drop coverage. Basically, their rim protectors want to protect the rim, right, and cut off those layups and make people shoot threes. Um, Guess what? We have a big man who shoots threes. And he can pass the ball. I think it's a good series for Vooch. The rebound is key. I When I saw him play as well as he did that first game, I started having ideas in my head about, hey, could we be competitive? And, um, I, you know, based on what he's done in his career in the playoffs against the, against the Bucks so far, Magic in here, I think we have a, I think we have a real chance without Middleton. So... Um, let's see what we can do. Let's see. Let's see. But I, I'm excited for Friday. I am too. I can't believe that this is happening. Um, you know, bad luck to the Bucks for. I mean, I'm sorry about the. the let me say it again. It's it's a shame that Milton got hurt. You know, but there's nothing we can do. Lonzo also was hurt, so it's like David said. Like, karmically, this is okay. You know, and uh, this is what the situation is. So like, let's capitalize. Absolutely. I mean, they're still the defending world champs, and. You know, so they still have the advantage. <laughs> I would still assume that they're going to win the series for sure, but but we have a decent chance now to like do something cool in these next two games. If we can, as long as we get one, you know, it's a series. But ideally, it would be great to get both. Of course, I don't know, but I don't I don't, know. we can't expect no. that. We can, we can, we can hope for one win at the United Center uh, in this in this next uh, two two game homestand here. If we get both, I think we're going to win the series. That'd be awesome. Then we just have to win the the next game, Game Six, the United Center, and there you go. Exactly. Uh, nice game thing, Seven in Milwaukee, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. However, you know, in terms of Bulls fans, this is one one great Bulls series because you know Milwaukee's 100%. a ninety minute drive, and there were a lot of Bulls the, fans at those Bucks games. Did you see that in the second half? They were cheering. I mean, the crowd was definitely yeah. getting more and more Bulls oriented. Um, I, if we go to a game, if we are in like that kind of a situation, where it's a game seven there or a game, what would it be game five? Yeah. The Bulls, Bulls Nation is going to invade Milwaukee in an even bigger way. I mean, game seven there would there would be a lot of Bulls fans. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it felt like it, it was. Yeah. It felt like it was like forty sixty. Maybe it was more like thirty seventy, but it was a vocal thirty. If that's the case, you know. Yeah, but it's it's gonna get closer to fifty fifty towards the end. Yeah. People are gonna drop serious money from Chicago to go see that game. Absolutely. I mean, this is our first time in the playoffs in five years, and this team. People love this team here. Yeah. People love this team. It's a fun team, fun personalities. Telling you. I mean, look, this team would have been really good if we hadn't had all those injuries. Like, we would not have been a six seed. So, it's cool that we've sort of found something, and it looks like everyone's kind of refreshed right now. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you would have had to beat a team like this 
you know, if you want to make it far in the playoffs, maybe we could have had an easier first round matchup. But, yeah. um, you know, the second round was, uh, it, you were either going to play a team like this, you are going to play a team like Philly, uh, who have Embiid. You're going to play Boston, who's a very good team. You're going to play Miami. Those are all hard matchups for us. For like, sure. We've done terribly against all of those teams this year. True. So, with maybe the exception of Boston, because prior to Boston's makeover, second half, we did beat Boston early in the year. So, I would be very curious. Also, Boston's got to deal with Brooklyn. I think that could be a long series, or at least a very draining one emotionally. Right. So, and physically. So, I'd be very curious. Like, if we can make it through this series, what happens in Boston? I mean, do we – I think we have a chance against Boston. Especially speaking of injuries, if they don't have Robert Williams back for the whole series, I think he will be though, probably. If if he misses a a couple of games, you know, who knows? Or he's not himself. Yeah, or he's not himself. Because they're getting a lot out of Horford and Tice, so. Yeah, and Horford had foul trouble. I think he fouled out yesterday, and uh, Tice had to be in there, and they won. But they're up two zero against Brooklyn, and it kind of feels like Boston's going to win the series eventually. Because you know, usually when teams go up two zero, they win the series, but. You know, Brooklyn's got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, so. Anyway, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Good talking to you guys. David, thanks for joining us. And Max, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good.